want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin wagging. And this is... I always say and, man. Every time I come in, every time I come in, I always say and. Like, why am I saying and? And we're, by the way, we're totally recording. This is how we're going to enter this episode. So, this welcome is our to cold open. Welcome to bootlegging. <laughs> I, I, I edit out that I say and every time, and sometimes it gets through, sometimes it doesn't, and I still in my head say it. So, and welcome. <laughs> So for every episode going forward, just imagine he says and right before. Because I do. Just in case he cuts it out. Because <laughs> it's always there. It is there 100%. Like, I have no idea why I do that. Like, I try to cut out my ums, likes, so's, and, and all of that. And here it is. I still start with it. So, <laughs> Well, this is bootlegging. Welcome. <laughs> this is your host, Colton. Yeah, and this is Chris. And today we're going to be talking about the, oh, what is this? Is this seven, eighth? Episode seven. Seven. Se- episode seven, Peg of Old. Um, now, really cool. This is the season that keeps on giving, dude. It's uh, This is perfect for Christmas, right? shit in it. <laughs> this episode, holy shit. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and get it out of the way. Go ahead and vent all of your frustration with Margaret. Let I- me just <laughs> tell you right now that I called it from the second Murdoch showed his face on camera that this motherfucker was going to be the, 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 the rift between Margaret and Lucky. I knew it. You knew it. Everybody knew it. Mostly because I couldn't shut up about it. But- <laughs> <laughs> but I fucking knew it. I called it. And even even my wife, like, we were watching the episode. I was like, son of a bitch, I told you. I, I called it right when that dude showed his face. I knew it. <laughs> so what you're saying is... You like the story. You're happy for them. They seem happy together. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's gonna not cause any fucking any more shit. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Especially considering you know that while they're doing it, something major happens. I mean, yeah. Th- this is gonna be. This is gonna be some. Th- th- oh man, this is the <laughs> shit starter right here. Not that we haven't had any already, but. Well, I, I fucking knew it, and if I could talk to the screen, I would have told him that. I was like, D- "Dude, just st- uh, keep your junk out of it. <laughs> you're you're going to cause problems. Just stop." Well, to but be no. fair, I think a lot happens this episode that um, goes in to how do I? Uh, Nucky gets fucked a bunch in this episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's really all I can say. Yeah, like, he really does. He gets it from all sides. Yeah, <laughs> like I just was like, like after I got done watching, I was like, I almost feel bad for Nucky right now. <laughs> <laughs> they just should, they should have called the episode Nucky fucking, and that that been. <laughs> I'd, oh my god! <laughs> it would have been it would have been perfect. Way better, right? <laughs> uh, so, title of the episode. Now we can get into it. That's basically the. Uh, I was going to go through with the uh, IMBD uh, plot line summary, but we just explained right here. It's just the plot line is Nucky gets it. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, title of the episode is Peg of Old. Now, did you get anything out of the? title name um not just from the title now having seen the episode you know i i see why they called it that but i don't know if that's 
it it doesn't seem as like deep as the rest of the titles no, are. No, I don't think unless it is. Peg of Old means something else that I just don't uh, you know that I don't know about. It maybe it's a saying. Um, I have no idea, but you know it. it it deals directly with the content of the episode. Yes. Um, so, you know, there's that. Now, I will say that I did not realize that Peg was the short form, like the nickname form of Margaret. Um, oh, is it? And Yeah, and I had to look that up because uh, apparently... You know, there's some names that have like nicknames that have nothing to do with the name. The right. example that always comes to my mind is Dick for Richard. Right. Apparently, those names came about way back in these times because um, it it was cool to rhyme the name. So when what? you shortened it, you just get a rhyming name. So in in the case of Richard, it gets shortened to Rick, and then it was just cool to rhyme that with something. So you get Dick. Oh, like William, Will, Rick. Bill. Bill, exactly. Oh. So Margaret gets shortened to Maggie, which Peggy is the rhyme, and so Peg is just what the shortened form the nickname form of margaret is so you can uh yeah you can use that at home <laughs> that makes literally no sense <laughs> not at all not at all i have no idea why that's the case Colton. but apparently that's how Colton. those nicknames uh came about float i'm gonna start calling myself float float yeah colton colt no colt float no, Colt. No, that doesn't rhyme. You could, you could call yourself Bolt, and then everyone's gonna be like, "You're not fucking fast. What the hell are you calling yeah. yourself that for?" It's ironic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they call me Bolt. I that's interesting. I always kind of wondered where like the nicknames came from for like William and Bill. I actually always kind of wondered that. I yeah, I'm learning something new, huh? Yeah, I have no idea why that was the thing, but apparently back in the day, you shorten the name and then rhyme it, and that's that's your nickname. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> now we know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why peg peg of old. It's uh, dealing directly with Margaret there. That's that's all I got out of it. It's just it's uh, yeah. she goes by Peg and. She's not the same old old Peg, I, I exactly. guess. Or she is. Maybe it's no. It's more that she is now the Peg of old because yeah, she's not listening to the rules. Like she's not. Right. Yeah. And we're just we're just really getting more of a sense of who who Margaret used to be. Um, I said earlier episodes that you know we we still don't really know her history. We don't know what's going on with that. So in this episode, we learn a little bit about that. So yes. Um. And that's really honestly where we're going to start. So we have it kind of broken up uh, for this uh, this episode. We're going to talk about Margaret's storyline, which is I would go ahead and say it's the biggest storyline. Right. Uh, we have Agent Michael Shannon's storyline, which is also mm-hmm. a huge storyline, a lot going on there. And then Jimmy's storyline, a bunch going on there. Not a very big storyline, grand total. Yeah, but not the, a lot of content. But what's no. there is is pretty crazy. Solid everything. Yeah. Every time Jimmy is on scene in this episode, it is a solid. Like, oh yeah, it is a very important thing. And yeah. then I just kind of have a little some extra steps uh, with Owen and his little side story. And then Nucky it's going to sound kind of weird, but Nucky's side story because Nucky's not really a main character. I feel like in this episode, right, right. Um, I think that Nucky's storyline kind of gets uh, eaten up by um, uh, Michael Shannon's story, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. By the way, watched uh, Fahrenheit 451, finally. Oh, yeah? How was that? Okay. Um, 
if you get a chance, I would recommend it. It's kind of like I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It obviously it's like four, Fahrenheit 451, but it is different. I would never have thought that. Right, I know. Spoiler <laughs> alert: uh, some books get burned. So, um, it's good though. It is really good. Michael Shannon is phenomenal in it. Of course, of course. Um, of course. Michael, I think it's Michael B. Jordan, if I remember right. It's I think, I think his name is Killmonger. Yes, I'm sorry. Kill, Killmonger <laughs> is in it. Um, or I'm sorry, Creed Son. Creed two. Yeah. <laughs> Creed two. Um, he's really good at it. The the story's good the the like the special effects the the it, it's it's good but at the same time I'm like okay this is just kind of and I know that the equilibrium is kind of a rip off of Fahrenheit 451 right but I'm just like I feel like they're taking off of equilibrium <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense That's I'm like funny. <laughs> I'm like it's kind of like done a reversal where I feel like yeah. it's stealing from equilibrium now so yeah um, so it's basically equilibrium without the best parts of equilibrium that being good uh, kid, Sean. Bean and Christian Bale. No, Gun, Gun Cantana. That's the best part of Equilibrium. <laughs> but it's good. If you get a chance, it's it's like a little over an hour, like an hour and a half, I think. It's good. Like if you have like a, like a little bit of like you're being lazy and you want to watch something. Yeah. I recommend it. It is good. So we we almost clicked on it a couple days ago. We, That's what I've been though. meaning to, and I finally was like, you know what? I've got nothing else to do. Let me check it out. Yeah. You know, so I've been watching right, that, and check it. I'm finishing. Uh, we're totally going into like ten minutes on the podcast right now. We haven't even started. <laughs> uh, Hill House. I'm giving a shout out to the Haunting of Hill House. I am on the. I did I tell you, you to watch that bef- when we got together before? No, cause... I told you to watch it when we were drunk. Okay, <laughs> dude, dude. I, I swear to you. Don't ruin that it. Some of those parts are still giving me nightmares. For that tall man that floats in the hallway. Don't even start me with that because I was just telling. I was just telling everyone at the wedding. I, I was at a wedding this weekend, and that came up, and I was like, oh, "You're gonna remember this, but the bowler hat guy that messed me up. That so episode." Bad. So, so bad. terrifying. <laughs> I'm watching after we're done recording tonight. Uh, I'm going to be watching the last episode. I, I, I'm going nice. to finish it. I'm really excited. Apparently, it, uh, it it wraps up really well. I haven't actually finished it yet myself. Oh, really? Beth watched it and finished it. She said it wraps up really well. It's what I've seen so far. I love it. Like it's it's scary, but it's also not. Like it's a different type of horror movie. Right. Anybody right. that's listening, if you get a chance, I highly recommend it. Yeah, check that one out. It's, that was a good one. It's like it is scary, but oh my god! It's also the the storyline is so much deeper yeah. than a normal yeah. horror. Oh, it's so. Like I don't even know half the stuff I'm watching. I'm like, is it really a haunting or is it just like a mental thing? Like I right. can't figure. And that's what I like. I love. I love it. Oh, I could go on. We could. We could do a whole podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, <laughs> eleven minutes into the podcast, let's get started. Yeah. Let's talk about boardwalk. After we've done Siskel and Ebert, Ebert hour over here, we're gonna go <laughs> and get in. Um, really quick. Uh, Interesting history note: If you if you don't know this, we're recording right now. It is November the twelfth. Um, November the eleventh is World War One. Um, th- that's when World War One ended. November the eleventh. Right. Uh, yesterday was the one hundred year anniversary of the end of World War One. So, right. kind of a cool little history thing. We're recording the day after. I bring that up obviously just because Boardwalk Empire deals a lot with World War One with Jimmy yes. and stuff like that. So, um. 
nice little kind of tie into history here we've got. We're celebrating the hundred years of the Great War, so just kind of wanted to bring that up. But that was neat. <clears throat> um. I figure we can start with Margaret's storyline and just get right into that. I feel that was kind of the biggest storyline to talk about, and we'll probably fill up the first half talking yeah. about that. Uh, we'll just go right into it. Margaret's going to the Big Apple. Uh, yeah. I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way on her going to the Big Apple, and one of the things mm-hmm. I love, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to say the Big Apple the whole time. I'm not going to be that much of a tourist, <laughs> but her going to New York, I really was in awe of the set. Like, you know how you talked about how the boardwalk brings you back to the time period? Right. This set of New York, I literally felt like I was in 1920s New York. Like, I could oh, smell yeah. garbage. I could. <laughs> I feared for my life around every corner. <laughs> I didn't I have a like job. I in human shit. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I was eating cold like old food it was awesome it was an amazing experience <laughs> i just thought that was so really immersive. neat how how they um they set it up it was because like we said th- this show they used a lot of money in this show oh yeah you know this yeah. is not a cheap show to make it's not yeah. game of thrones level of money but it's right it's a very it, there's a lot of money going into each episode and that's yeah set, you can tell in the details of the, yes. of the scenes i mean they they researched everything they they tried to make this as authentic as possible and you're right i mean that that kind of the the i don't know the ghetto that she goes into it's it's very uh very convincing yes I like it. I was like, it, it's a, it gets you immersed into that world. The only yeah. thing I didn't like, and I don't know if you noticed, this is going to be a little nitpick on my part. <laughs> Every time her brother opens a door, it is the worst uh, sound effect of a door. Like the, Uh-oh. like that little, I can't describe this. Sound. <laughs> Every time it happened, no, I was I like, didn't notice that. I was that's like, funny. oh God, that's such a fake sound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just for some reason picked up on it. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so we find out Margaret's going to uh, New York City to visit um, her family, um, her brother, right. and okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this. It's her brother, her brother's wife. And, I think it's just siblings. Okay, are all of them? They are all siblings. I think it's four siblings. Yeah, it's her oldest brother and her three younger sisters. Okay, I wasn't for sure if it was brother, wife, and their kid, and then younger sister. Or if it was all siblings, I honestly was kind of confused when I was watching. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, I think it was all it, it was all siblings. And in fact, I made the uh, the comment that like, uh, of course they're all brothers and sisters. They're they're Irish Catholics, so there's like a million of them. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man, I'm Catholic. <laughs> so, how many uncles and, 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 and nieces do I? Have? I'm trying to think of how many aunts and uncles I have. So, okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have way too many uncles and aunts to even like. I was trying to plot out our family tree this weekend. <laughs> I with with my brother and sister. We were like, who? Okay, so who is this person, and how are they related? I don't know, man. We're just they're they're just all cousins and aunts. Just we'll we'll stick to that. <laughs> I'm like working out. Yeah, I forgot. There's my dad and his five brothers and sisters. So, oh god, <laughs> and they grew up in a two bedroom house. <laughs> oh. No, thank you. It was a better time. <laughs> so 
They're there. Um, we find out that her whole family has come over. They've come over on on uh, across the voyage. I think is with the crossing or something like that. Is what they right. They they label it as. Uh, by any chance, did you ever watch Shameless? The show. Shameless. Oh no, I didn't. Okay, no. one of the siblings is in the show uh, Shameless. One of the main characters. Oh really? Uh, the youngest. The youngest sister is the one asking about the book. So. Oh okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, just little like celebrity sighting on that. Um. So we find that she's coming in to visit. She's talking with her siblings. Her, her her sisters, it seems like she's having a good relationship with. Like, they're happy to see her. They're all calling her Peg. Um, right. You know, she's among her people again, which is kind of yeah, the big yeah, takeaway exactly. of the whole – this whole episode, the biggest takeaway is being around, like, being accepted. That's how yeah. – that was my biggest take on this whole episode is everything's about being accepted and so she's right. with her people. She thinks she's going to be accepted. Her sisters are accepting her. But obviously there's this rift between her um, brother and right. her brother makes, you know, a big point about how they're hard workers. You know, he's kind of happy to see her, but he's also not. And we find out as this episode goes along that he's not happy to see her because what she was. um um, um She was pregnant without being married. Right. Right. And like he's holding that above her. And then she makes a little good line basically about um, she says, I can't think of the exact wording she says, but she says something about, you know, um, are you to judge me like you've never sinned or something like that? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, w- the the beginning of it, what did you take when you when we were first meeting her family? What what were you? Well, first off, what were you expecting her to be in New York for? I, I knew that's what she was there for. Okay. Like, right off the bat, when it showed her, and then it showed she was in Brooklyn, I was like, oh, shit, she's going to find her family. Cool. Okay. All right, so we finally get to learn something about this. It's a weird thing. Because I remember that that's, that's where she was looking for him, was in New York. Right. So, um, you know, I kind of I kind of just automatically assumed that was that's what we were going to see. Okay. And so what did you think was going to be, ha- like, when you first start find out that they're talking, um... I mean, what was your impressions of her family? Like, what what were finally meeting? Um, was I, it who you I, expected? I guess is what I'm trying to find out. Like a little bit, a little okay. bit. Um, I knew there was going to be some sort of rift there. I mean, obviously they hadn't spoken. Okay, so they've both been in America. That that entire side of the family and Margaret have both been in America for a number of years now. Yes, and uh, they kind of made that point earlier. What seven uh, years? In, I think is what they said. Yeah. And they'd never contacted each other, so obviously there's some there's something in between them that is causing Margaret not to reach out to them for so many years now, uh, even though they knew that each one has been in the country for for so long. Okay, so um, I, I assumed that there was some kind of rift between them. Um, I I wasn't sure what yet. I kind of made that comment when she uh, first brought that envelope of of, uh, people in that episode. And we found out that she has siblings in America. I brought that up that, you know, uh, she's she's got a past that we don't know about yet. Yes. Um, So I was hoping we would get honestly a little bit more information on that i i felt like we didn't get enough there and i feel like we maybe won't hear any more about that for a little bit uh just judging by the uh, interactions we had uh in between them in this okay. episode um i was surprised i remember being surprised and i still am watching it because like i said there's certain things i don't remember like uh um, right 
I don't remember this meeting happening this early for some reason. And oh, okay. it completely like threw me off when I was like, oh, man, this is already happening. Okay, so a lot of stuff that happens in this episode. So the uh, the introduction of the new um, ADA or the uh, – sorry, the, the – uh, not ADA, the Attorney General, the new introduction right. of her. I thought that happened in season three. For some oh, really? reason, I thought that she came in for a whole nother thing or something like that. Um, the plan with Jimmy, I thought that happened like towards the end of this season. And then oh. her meeting her family for some reason, I thought that was like the last season. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I, a bunch of weird stuff was happening. I'm watching this. I'm like, wait, what's going on? So which is cool. <laughs> Which is cool, like as I watch it, I'm like, because then I'm like remembering other things. I'm like, still surprising. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So I was like, oh yeah, that does happen this way, and okay. I I I did take down some notes from the meeting. The big thing is we find out that the reason Margaret came over was she stole money from her family, and that was for her passage over to uh, the states. And right. in, the, in the course of the passage, which we've we've already known, she had a miscarriage. Which, right. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Her miscarriage that she had coming over that would have been her oldest child, would it not? Right. Well, and and that's the thing is that during um, so she's discussing this with her brother. Which, yes. by the way, that money that she stole that was apparently his passage money. Yes. That she stole. Yes. And so that kind of like. I'm sure he's still pretty butthurt about no, that. No, so. no, he's it's water <laughs> under the bridge. Yeah. So, so that was his money. But during that whole conversation, her brother starts kind of trying to do the math in his head with her current children because he asked her, like, so you have two little ones. How old are they? And she, well, seven and two. Four. And so he starts looking, you know, he looks off and starts thinking like seven and two. And, you know, I, he's doing the math in his head. And so I think there's that that was a different a different pregnancy altogether. I think I no I, I 100% I know it was. Right. I just I I don't know if she, I don't think she had a child with her when she came over because if I remember right when Van Alden agent Michael Shannon sorry to get names confused sorry about that. Thank you. <laughs> agent Michael Shannon's looking at her thing it's she's 16 years old and pregnant and I don't think it says anything about another child it just says she's pregnant so yeah. I think which is all which brings up a whole nother thing with her that you're ashamed that she got pregnant out of wedlock when it and I I don't know I don't mean that that child didn't matter but it doesn't matter right because if she didn't have a child out of wedlock like that's that big of a difference in his mind because of her sin and stuff like that right. but I guess it's kind of like I, I think that she's also feeling like, look, I understand that I stole money from you, you know, and she's trying to make it right. I guess she is trying to make it right. And I don't think she's going about it the best way possible, but she is trying to make it right. But I think that in her head, she's also like, you're judging me for something that ultimately didn't come to happen. If that makes right. any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's like a weird way of looking at it, but that's kind of what I was taking from it. And and I didn't think about it in that in that sense, because that that makes a lot of sense that, you know, she didn't have the child. So, yeah. Why are you judging me for having having I'm doing air quotes, yeah, having yeah, yeah. a child out of wedlock because you technically didn't. Right. Right. So or at least I guess that's what you're saying happened. Right. Well, I the, think that she, that whole situation kind of had me making up a lot of uh, 
conspiracy theories in my head, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into uh, next next season whenever Mark is working for the FBI and <laughs> Mulder and Scully are coming in. Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> oh. Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> Still beams don't melt that no. <laughs> uh, but no, that's that was kind of how I took it in. And then not only that, like okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go and get it out there. I'm not even gonna beat around the bush on this one. I'm gonna go and get it out there. I understand her, uh, and I say you're a big brother to a sister. Mm-hmm. I'm an I'm a younger brother to a sister. At this, so we kind of have something, you know. We both have siblings and stuff like that, right? He's so pissed off about this money, and I get that her repaying isn't the best way because it's like you didn't really care about coming to see us. You wanted to make your conscience feel better and stuff like that. But at the same time, her brother needs to just do just stop being a bitch. Like I'm sorry, I get that you're mad at her, and and that's fine. You don't have an agreement. That's a part of being a family. I don't agree with everything right. my parents uh, say and think. I don't agree with everything that my sister says and thinks. I don't agree with everything you say and think. It is what it is. That's a part right. of being life, right? And she's just like she's trying. I like I said, I don't think she's doing the best way about it, but right. I believe that she legitimately is trying to be there for her family because one, she doesn't come by just once, she comes by twice. And each yeah, time is yeah, what like exactly. a, what did they say it's a 3-hour drive or something like that? Yeah. So I believe that she legitimately is wanting. She's not coming in trying to say, "Oh, by the way, I'm rich. Oh, you're you're eating this poor people food." <laughs> yeah, I have exactly. Like she doesn't even want to bring up how her kids are being looked after, but they keep right. asking her questions, and then right. they're like, "Oh, well, that must be nice. You can afford that." And she's like, "Well, I didn't bring it up. Y'all brought it up." Yeah, you know, I- and and she does and. I honestly, uh, right at the beginning of the episode, this kind of popped into my head while she was walking down this this alley uh-huh. in in the in the Irish slums. There, she had on like her really nice dress wear and everything like that. And I'm like, I I feel like just judging by the things you've done before, I feel like you would have at least dressed down a little bit. I agree with just you. Just so this. you weren't like trying to flaunt. And and you're right. I think she was actually doing that already. I think. Oh. Can, you know, I think uh, um, compared to what she wears on a regular basis, she was already dressed down a little bit. But, you know, she gets there and she still sticks out like a sore thumb because, I mean, you didn't dress down enough, lady. You're, you're right. The, Your brother's you're over here wearing the, overalls and charcoal for. <laughs> yeah, you're you're in the ghetto. You like you should be like you need to have some dirty ass clothing if you're going to be walking around this place uh, and, and try to fit in. But at the same time, you're so, going to visit your family that you haven't seen in a while. You also still want to look somewhat presentable. Right, right, exactly. So, so I, I guess she was trying to make a, you know make a good first impression, but uh, coming to your family that you know kind of lives, you know, in this really low income kind who of who brags state. about their underage children working. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, she goes to school and yeah, has a full time job. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, I, I can I can understand that he might be feeling kind of offended. Um, he also brings up the fact that you know she wasn't there when their mother died, yes. and he had to lie to her and tell her like, oh well, she's coming home. Don't worry about it. And of course, yeah. she's not because she's in America at this point already. So 
there's a lot of there's a lot of different things feeding his uh, disdain for his own sister. But you're right. Like, I agree, yeah. you're on your own in a new country in America after having left home. I don't know, man. Get get the fuck over it and and get on good terms with your siblings, man. That's how I'm viewing it. Like both of them are strangers to a new world. Right. Right. They're both strangers. And I get that they don't have a, have um, the best of relationship. I get it. I, I get that. And I'm agreeing with you 100% on this. Like, I just don't understand how you're going to travel. What, how long? I don't even want to. I should have looked it up. I didn't. How long do you think it takes to go from Ireland to New York? At least a month, right? Yeah. yeah uh, probably more than that. I think. Because um, what was Titanic? Oh, Titanic was that's supposed what, to be that's on the boat. That's what I was just trying to think of. It was supposed to be on the boat, on the, on the ocean for like a month and a half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I thought think. it was like two months or something like that. That the Titanic journey was supposed to be. So it's, I mean, and that was going long. at a at a at a at an unknown speed of like seven yeah. knots or some shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were going at they the still th- hit that fucking iceberg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way to slam on the brakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You're on this. They, they, they. You came over. You've left your country. You're in a country that doesn't like you. And I will say this: as me as being Irish American, I'm very, I am very proud of being Irish. I, yeah. I, I hold it. I, I believe the Irish people are a very unique people. I hold it to heart. You know where I've come from, and my family. That's a, that's this a is nice when my saying it. What? <laughs> what <did> you say? <laughs> unique. What <are> you? <laughs> that's a nice way of saying it. Drunk, <laughs> unique, whatever. So. <laughs> You know, we we're a people. We've come from a very, very hard like life. You know, um, right. I came over. My, my, I came over. You know, like I say that. You know, I've had a great life because of my ancestors. You know, right. but uh, my, on my my family side, this is when they came over. Was basically during this. Well, it was right before this time period because mm-hmm. my ancestors came over during the beginning of the Civil War. Because my great 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 grandfather, he was forced to fight for the North. Like when they came over, they're like, oh, oh really? yeah, they were like, oh, they're like, you're coming over. You're one of the Irish. By the way, for Sweet. your citizenship, you have to fight for two years. New so fruits. yeah, that was what they used to do. Is if you came over, you were. Um, oh, sucks. Yeah, you know, there's fo- we have photos. We have his discharge papers. And everything for fighting for the North. Yeah. Damn. It's really like history. It's cool. I love looking at it. But the Irish were not liked. They were not a light right. people. You know, they were the invaders. They were coming over. And well, it's what you hear now. They're stealing yeah, our jobs. Yeah, exactly. and, you know, so <laughs> the, you you're these outside people. And you now you have your sibling who is a part of you is one of you. Right. And you're going to sit there and be like. I don't like you because you stole this money. Well, you still got yeah. over here, dude. Like, I don't know. I could just go on and on. I just, I really don't like her brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's being a real douche. You know, she tries to pay him back. And even that, he's like, I can't accept this to just, just take your money back. Yeah. Um, it's blood money. So yeah, it's, which, okay. But to be fair, he's not, he's not wrong in that because that money came from stealing part of Nucky savings. So. Right. Right. <laughs> and he, he mentions like, I don't know where this came from, so I can't accept it. <laughs> and I think I think Margaret even was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> that probably still has some hooker's sweat on it, so I'll just I'll just go ahead and keep that. <laughs> oh God, I hate money. It's so dirty. <laughs> yeah. uh, I might literally have a bill that at one point Nucky Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Padding his cross for some reason. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um 
<laughs> the other big takeaway from this, uh, from Margaret's story I got was she at least does develop a good relationship with her youngest um, uh, sister. Right. And um, finds out, you know, she likes books. I think the youngest sister reminds Margaret of herself. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and even one of her, her, her um, older sister tells margaret that whenever uh, she first sees her that like she's she's just like you peg always running about and always has her nose in books and stuff like that so right well and she's um going against the norm of that time period she's a a smart girl you know she'd rather right. read than make the man breakfast you know right. you know because right. she offers to make her brother breakfast when he's coming home and he's like no i know you'd rather be reading a book and kind of like what margaret says you know like when she, they get in their big fight you know um, you would never question the policeman. You would never do this. Like I, I think that that sister reminds her because she's a free thinker. You know, she's willing right. to not fall in with social norms. Which Margaret is kind of that way. She's not falling in with social norms. You know, like she kind yeah. of was by being married to the baker's assistant and getting her ass kicked. You know, that was. Kind, I mean, it's right. sad to say that was kind of the social norm. You know, but now she's not. She's not a part of the social norm. And I think that this is more. Of who she is, and we're and, and we see that at the very end, which we'll get into. Uh, well, we, no, actually, we can get into it on this on this one. Uh, yeah, you know, here in here in a second. Um, <clears throat> but um, you know, that's I think that's why she likes her sister so much, and that's why she brings her this book. And um, yeah, you know, she's she's wanting to be a part of her life. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now the book that she brings, you know, because she mentions that you know she's uh, she likes books about horses. So right. I actually looked this up, I because I was curious about the book. Right, the book is right. called you know a girl, a horse, and a dog. A very simple sounding t- title. I didn't look mm-hmm. up the story about the book or anything. On our break, we're going to be talking about it, but I was actually curious. I was like, I wonder when that book was actually published. Book was published in 1920, so that means that that oh, was okay. a so brand that's a new, new book. Yeah. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. So it's kind of like huh. her getting the newest like Stephen King book or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did think that was kind of cool. It's a random book. I've never, I have never heard of this book. I have, I, I don't know what it's about because we're about to learn about it in the in the break. But I'll, I'll save us fifteen minutes. It's about um, a horse. It's just a spoiler warning. Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's about a horse. Uh huh. It's about a girl. Uh huh. And it's about a dog. No shit. A dog? So I don't know what you're going to talk about on break, but uh... I'm going to talk about a book about a, a girl, a horse, and a dog. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did think that was kind of cool. It's uh, for that time period, it would have been a new release. So you know, nice showing the showing the writers' research into this and all of that. Um, that's really all I have for her story, other than the ending. If we want to get into that, which um, you've already gotten into, but yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I might have to check my blood pressure <laughs> before I get into it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, concerning her family, uh, the the family meeting, I think we covered pretty much everything. Um, I, I do know, uh, I, I think we kind of mentioned it a little bit in the relationship between her and her brother, but here at the end of her visit, um, after she gives her the book, her brother basically tells her, like, you're you're not welcome here. No. Like, you're, uh, we don't know you in the sense that you think we should. You're basically telling her, like, you're not really my sister. You're not welcome here. Stay away from your little sister. Yeah. You're done with us. Which is sad. It's sad that uh, he's like he has that much 
hatred towards yeah. her over something so minor. I mean, yeah. really, to be fair. So, she, okay, she got pregnant at 16. You know, right. like, it, kids get pregnant younger than that now. It's uh, pregnant oh, yeah. at 16 yeah. and you weren't married. Really, I, th- I don't even think it was he was mad that she was pregnant at 16. It was just she was just he was just more mad that she got pregnant out of wedlock. That's all right. it was. Exactly. It had nothing yeah. to do with age or anything like that. It was and like she she even says, like, you can't you know judge me like he probably wasn't out, you know, messing around with other girls in Ireland and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. It just so happens. And and see, and that's that's one one other thing I wanted to bring up about them is that you mentioned, you know, when when she tells him you can't judge me uh, that little back and forth there. I feel like he has some history that I'm hoping we find out about, too. just listening to that, uh, there's obviously something that he didn't protect her from um, at some point. And we didn't we didn't really get to hear much about that in this episode, but uh, like I said, I'm sure it'll come up uh, a little bit more. He does mention that he knows you know the father of the of this child out of wedlock, so I I think maybe it has something to do with that. Um, basically, I I kind of got the sense that they were both on the run, and that's why they both left Ireland to get out of there okay um they both have something something back home that they're running from okay um i guess we'll see i don't know i can't uh, like remember I said, I, if her family comes back but i'm like 90 <clears throat> i'm like 90 percent positive they come back okay into the story i could be wrong i honestly could be wrong you said there's a lot of this. I, I kind of remember. I kind of don't. Yeah, uh, I hope they do. I, I feel like I, I got kind of kind of played with here on on that uh, on their background story because, uh, you know, I said it earlier and I said it before. There's there's a lot behind Margaret that we don't know um, that I think feeds into some of the decisions she makes here yeah. in her own story in America. So want to want to get to the bottom of all that before this show is over. No, I, I, I do know we go more there. I know that Margaret's character is always, it, we, we find out more as the show. I, I will say what you, what you're asking for a hundred percent happens. We cool. definitely find out more. I do know that. I just can't remember if her family comes back or not. I'm I guess I'm like ninety percent positive I remember something, but I okay. could be wrong. I could be I like I said I thought that this meeting happened in like the last season, so <laughs> that maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I, I mean, don't. You know. have seen this show, yes. <laughs> so I swear I've seen it. Okay, Adam Sandler comes in at some point. I just don't remember when. <laughs> No, to be fair, Adam Sandler's not in this. I really wish he would have been. Like, for real. So, but he was. So. Because then he, he would have been Jewish. with Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, Shooter McGavin. Oh my holy God, shit. we have the connection. Just get David Spade in there and holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Podcast done. We're done. Yeah, HBO is, is totally just setting us up for another Adam Sandler movie, is all this is. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Madison. Oh my god, I'm just thinking about a Billy Madison, but with all taking place in the 1920s. We got Nucky putting on lipstick. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <sighs> okay, so um how Margaret's storyline ends is uh, Christopher's favorite story of the season uh, is Owen just 
ever so romantically Who? plowing the shit out of her. So, uh, Murdoch. I'm sorry, Slater Murdoch Daredevil. Thank you. <laughs> Daredevil, ever so lovingly, just laying it down. Which, and because here's the thing. We just got done last episode with a boring sex between Nucky and her. Right, right. Uh, which I and I know, I know. It, it, you, I saw it coming. Everyone saw it coming. It was inevitable. I get it. But like I said from the beginning, you're gonna you're gonna fuck shit up, dude. You're gonna fuck it up. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Can can uh, if Nucky finds out. Can Nucky judge him because of what Nucky has done? Yeah. Being this is this is Nucky's employee, though. That's where I'm like, it gets really weird. And that's what I think is that it, I, that's where I think the rift is happening is because of the situation that they're in at this moment in the show. He's employed by Nucky, and and we'll get we'll get into this a little bit more once we start talking about Nucky and right. and and uh, Murdoch's story in the extra parts um, later on in the in the show. But um, where they are at in in the show right now, there's a lot of tension that has may, been built up, mm-hmm. and this is just another one of those like things are already kind of shitty. So right. let's just do this thing that's going to make just amplify how shitty everything is by like tenfold. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just one of those things that it's like and and nobody knew that that that's what was going to happen. But it just happened at the wrong time. And it, it's just going to make so much more shit for everybody. I agree. <laughs> so it was the worst time, like, the worst opportunity for this to happen. It happened. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, and I'm not going to lie. I I didn't want it to happen from the beginning. I knew it would. I, I was still holding out hope that it wouldn't. But uh, fucking there you go. They're, they're boning now, I guess. That's <laughs> No, it's just a one-time thing. It's only a one-time thing. Remember she says that it just is one time. It's only this one time. Promises. Fingers Fuck. crossed. Uh, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I completely believe that. I know what she said. That's not. I'm not going to kid myself. Okay. <laughs> Are you calling her a liar? I oh feel my like God. you're calling her a liar. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're right. Definitely she's, been, she's been nothing but truthful. Spoiler alert. So far. I'm pretty 90% positive they bang at least one more time. <laughs> <laughs> if not all the time, so. I was gonna say it, it would be very surprising if it was one more time. No, I actually but, don't. Re- I I know that the storyline's a very big storyline. Um, <sighs> yeah, so I get to see fucking Daredevil screw shit up all the way through. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it's all right. He comes back in a Netflix series, so uh, with Vincent D'Onofrio beating his ass, it's pretty cool. So yeah. Have you watched? He, have you watched the new season of Daredevil? I watched um, the first three episodes of Daredevil. the f- The first season or the newest one? 
the first season. Oh, <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> no, I really did. I, I really did like it. I thought it was one of the best um, Marvel superhero shows. Oh, you just haven't, you just so haven't finished it? I just hadn't finished it yet. Um, honestly, uh, when it comes to like superhero shows, that kind of stuff, I... I really like a very quick turnaround. I like a fast resolve. Oh, um, yeah, you don't get so, that from this. Exactly. And I, and I'm like, do I do I want to invest all the time in this? It's a good show, don't get me wrong, but it is a lot I, of time I don't know. to invest. It's very I will say this, Vincent D'Onofrio is fantastic. I heard he's great as Kingpin. Best best iteration of Kingpin in a in a movie so far. Well, so, not movie, but yeah. So film. good. The new season just came out. I'm wanting to watch it. I just haven't had time yet. Um I might start that after I watch uh Hill House, but uh right. yeah. Daredevil's cool. Charlie Cox is his name. You know, he's a good actor. Vincent D'Onofrio is who makes that show. It is nice. so good watching him. But which, since we're since we're talking about Marvel, shout out to my boy Stan Lee. Oh, I know. R.I.P. R.I.P. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. But you know, he I gave us a lot of great. Dated he gave us a lot of this great actually stuff. publishes, but you know, while we're recording this, that's uh, that just happened. So. Yeah, it sucks, but you know. Best uh, best guy out there for this uh, for comic characters. That I mean, yeah, right. Can't even compete. Yeah. So and uh, on that same note, uh, uh, fuck Daredevil. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, we've run along on this first half with ramblings, so and we haven't even gotten halfway drunk yet. So let's get into yeah. the second half here in a little in a, in a bit. Um, we're gonna go on a quick little break and. Um, I'm going to be telling the history of a girl, a horse, and a dog. Spoiler alert, it's about a girl, a horse, and a dog. So, y'all so enjoy? You can just skip the break. So, just skip the break. Just fast forward about a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do a little chin wagon when y'all come back. book the girl a horse and a dog was written by francis lind and published in 1920 the plot revolves around a girl a horse and a dog hopefully you've learned a little bit about this book today now let's get back to more chin whacking Tell of a girl, a horse, and a dog from 19. I didn't realize that uh, that book was about yeah, a girl, a yeah. horse, and a dog. Spoiler alert, there is a That's dog. Interesting stuff. So, what's going to be funny is we're, we're talking about this. I haven't actually recorded it yet. And it'd be funny if like the horse is named Dog or something. <laughs> There's actually not a dog. <laughs> I was about to say, like, this book has absolutely nothing to do with Because we have not, I have things. not recorded that break yet. So, that's going to be. Really it's like this super dark, like demented book, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh well, we were laughing about it." It's like still on the New York Times bestseller list since 1920. I really hope it's about a girl, a horse, and a dog. <laughs> uh, all right, so behind the scenes here at bootlegging. Um. All right, so we're just going to get right into uh, Michael Shannon's story, Agent Mike. 
Agent Michael Shannon. Agent Michael Shannon. Great. Oh, great. Blah, 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 blah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we find that Agent uh, Michael Shannon is a horrible father at the beginning. Okay. Cannot yeah. now. I don't have kids, so Christopher, you are going to be the guide on this. Right. How bad is a? I, I get mad enough when I'm at a restaurant and I hear a baby cry. Like, I've yeah. almost punched at least three babies. So, <laughs> plane rides are the closest I've ever come to being a parent. I've, <laughs> I've almost punched both of my own babies. <laughs> I was going to say, is crying, is it like what he's, where he's like, it's, you can't even think. Is it that way? It absolutely is he 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 said <laughs> both me and my wife when he was like that noise is quite piercing we both laughed we were like yep. oh god <laughs> can't wait to have kids it can absolutely be so piercing if you're trying to have a con you can't talk to anyone else because i, I don't know what it is it's like their the, the, their vocal range is designed at that age to just mask everything else it's like you know whenever um you have like active sound blocking headphones yeah. it plays like this weird uh, frequency that blocks out other yeah. noise so baby's cries are that frequency but the worst and you can hear nothing but the crying <laughs> <laughs> so you can't concentrate on anything else because all you hear is the crying and i swear like it, it, it's obviously on purpose because it's like nope you're gonna you need to go pick up this baby right now it's gotta be nature right that's gotta be like a nature else. thing like it's it's designed to be like you know yep. like oh I, that's my that's my young i have to go rescue them or something like that yep. But it's my young. I just wish they'd shut the fuck up for just one second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Love him to death. But, man, once that crying started, <laughs> I, I, I can't shake you, but my God, <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was wanting to, like, I've got the, we have the expert, the bootlegging expert on child care here. So... <laughs> Rule one, don't shake your kids. I am, I am not the expert. <laughs> Do not take my advice. Oh, my God. Uh, so in this, we find out that uh, Agent Michael Shannon owes Lucy four grand. That was what? Yeah, or, or, three, yeah. or three grand? Three, three grand. grand. Three thousand. Yep. For having the baby. That was her payment to essentially have this kid. Yep. And we find out he doesn't have it. He, right and honestly like that that transaction when she's like where's my money you bought this baby i'm like oh good i hate lucy again thank you <laughs> and <laughs> thank you Cheryl. there we go <laughs> yeah i like when he says he's like well you you're enjoying feeling bad for a while but yeah okay fuck i like you. when he says oh, you're enjoying the record player <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that was essentially like he's so, basically saying that's where your money went. You wanted you wanted yeah, luxuries. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically, yeah, you bought this baby for three thousand dollars. So where's my money? Yeah. And just like, all right, you're just as sleazy as you as, as you always ever, were. You've right. been this entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh So he goes to the office to, I guess, think, get away from the baby. And right. there we get introduced to a new character, Esther Randolph. Now, yeah. Esther Randolph is a real person, kind of. Okay, 
name Esther Randolph. I mean, that's probably a real person out there. Uh, but the character is based on uh, Mabel, and I'm going to probably pronounce the last name incorrectly, uh, Mabel Willembrandt. I believe is how you pronounce mm-hmm. the last name, but I could be wrong on that. Who um, Mabel Willenbrandt was a very real prosecutor for the um, uh, the uh, um, attorney general at that time period was known for being the only attorney general that could not be corrupted and for convicting more people on bootlegging than any other prosecutor. So, very real person. Apparently, she was a total badass. Um, her real history was she really did graduate from uh, University of uh, Southern California and basically started her way as a public defender, basically defending, as, as they said, draft dodgers and things like that. She started out by right. doing that and then going into um, the prohibition because she was just so well-regarded and well-respected. Um, and I, I will say her character is throughout the, the series. So... Uh, okay. She's a very big character that's coming in. I I like her character uh, being from my background and things like that. I like it, but I hate it at the same time because I'm like, oh, you're a, you're an right. attorney. I hate dealing with attorneys. Yeah, but I also I'm like, okay, she's a she's she's sticking to like what her beliefs are. Same as uh, Michael Shannon, kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of. So I like. I do like. Uh, she was. She's very snarky. Yes, which I appreciate. <laughs> yes, real snark. What is it he says? He says something like, "I must." What is he? he's like? Um, I've, I've I've cheated on my wife or something like that. And she goes, she goes, "Oh well, there went my hopes or something like yeah. that." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, I am I am married. Well, there that's go it. My hopes. Just to let you know, I am married. Well, there went my ambitions or my hopes or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty good. No, I, I like I like her character a lot. So she's moved in. They're now sharing an office. The attorney generals and the prohibition agents are now sharing an office together. Um, by the way, Agent Michael Shannon does not like racist desk furniture. We've come to find out that was not his. So um, don't ever associate him with that racist stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's- and the reason that come that that even came up is because they they moved him. He doesn't have his desk anymore because she's basically right. taken over his desk. And okay, so literally, there's one government office in Atlanta. Post City. office, yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> that's it. Did that they moved them to. I feel like they made those out of driftwood. Those desks were so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just found some shit in the basement and they're like, yep. That's well, because like, when he now. comes in, he's like, Agent so and so. He's like looking for him. The guy like pops his head up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like behind a drafting board or some shit. I don't know what he's, what he's behind. I can't but... figure out those desks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he gets kicked off of his uh, executive post office desk and moved into the corner. On some old rickety ass furniture, and there's this. <laughs> what? I don't even know what the hell that was. It was like a. I don't know. Paperweight. I. Uh, I don't. You know, know what it looked like to but me, and I know it wasn't. It looked like an incense burner. Right, right. It did. But I don't think I don't think Agent Michael Shane is smoking the ganj and needing an incense <laughs> burner. So I was like, "There's no way that that's that Bob Marley incense that every college it just <laughs> helps him relax." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like a college freshman's dorm room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's it, it just only there to cover the feet smell. That's that's all. That's all that was there for. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yeah, it's it's like this plate, this long plate with uh, a character, a caricature of a black face being attacked by alligators. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I don't know. you're right. It was some racist shit. Like but he made a point that that was not his. Yeah. By the way, this is not mine. <laughs> and I do like what he says to her. Uh, you will be eaten alive. And they are talking about like with the like, alligators or something like that. And yeah, he'd say yeah. no, the city, because in his head, she's going to be eaten alive because he was incorruptible and he got corrupted. Right. Right. And so that's his mentality, which I guess to be fair, though, I don't know if he's exactly wrong, you know, so. Right. Right, but I mean, she does. She does bring on the snark again, and and tells like he tells her like, I mean, this uh, j- just to let you know, the city's like full of corruption. And she's like, imagine my shock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay, well, <laughs> I agree. So, uh, we find out that she's she's got a lot more um, connections than Shannon does. Um, in, right. in in her case. So she's interviewing the um, alderman. I can't think of his name. Um, yeah. the, the guy, he was the one that was arrested last season. Right. So right. she's interviewing him in the, the dictaphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I really like it. The, the dictaphone cannot hear you nod. <laughs> that is... Yeah. <laughs> that is some futuristic sci-fi stuff that I expect to see at Disney World in the world of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have it written in circle dictaphone because I just lost it with that. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So she's interviewing him and he's essentially he's giving up people, right? Like, uh, but yeah, but he's also like, well, wait, I had an agreement and she's like, I don't you don't have that agreement with me. So she's got her own cards that she's playing and she's playing very aggressive and that's what yes. i i that's yes. what i really like about her she's playing very aggressive about it um and that's that's kind of like what it's going to tie in a little bit with nucky's storyline um but this is always shana because shana's been the he's been the number one law enforcement in this community right and now right. this is new person coming in and you know she's basically taken over and i don't think he likes that but i think he also respects it no yeah yeah absolutely he yeah he doesn't like it because you know this is his this is his project he's been chasing nucky the whole time so far um and you know i i don't know if you've ever been in a situation with your uh you know uh, previous employment uh did you ever have you know, somebody else come in on a case. Oh yeah, you know to to kick you off. Like, <laughs> but but wait a minute, I'm in charge here. Not anymore. You're not. And this state, like, I had I yanked the file out of. Your I had hands a guy that I was like, monitoring, and we th- we were pretty sure he was doing stuff, and we had contacted local law enforcement, and state troopers came in and took over. Yeah. What? Yeah, they took... So, yeah, obviously, you know, you're like, these fucking assholes moving in on my shit. (laughs) It's a real thing. So, yeah, I'm sure he has some of that resentment towards her uh, on this case, and um, that doesn't seem to be stopping him from trying to 
have a part in the case because even during this uh, uh, dictaphone uh, testimony that this guy's giving, he's listening in, trying to like hear what what's going on, what are they talking about. He's still trying to be involved in the case. He still wants to know what's going on. Yeah, no, I agree. And even though they have those, uh, what do they what do they call them? Uh, one of our little lackeys uh, said that they, they need some. Uh, uh, some talking booths or some shit like that. Oh, they basically yeah, yeah, yeah. put up like dividers. Um, uh, um, this, uh, oh, I can't think of the terminology for it, but yeah, I know, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because they don't trust each other. I mean, that's all it is—is yeah, is they yeah. don't trust each other at it. So, right. And so, yeah, they put up these dividers so that the nobody can listen in on the conversations. But you know, you can still totally Asian hear Michael yeah. Shannon still doing it. Yeah, still totally hear it. <laughs> you can still nineteen twenties <laughs> dividers. It's not exactly soundproof. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other big the other big thing with um, Michael Shannon's story is, and we get that from this uh, from this when it goes back into. Lucy's gone now to uh, Nucky and right. she's asking for money. She's asking for help. And um, I did like <laughs> this is I know this is Michael Shannon's story, but I will go ahead and put it in on this one instead of the extras is whenever she first walks in Nucky's response. The last time we saw each other was May 31st of 19. <laughs> <laughs> He knows exactly <laughs> when. I love that that's exactly <laughs> what he said. Yeah. <laughs> he knows the exact date of the last time that they were together. Because when you walk into his office with a baby, it's like, that is not my baby. <laughs> I lost it whenever he says that. I was like, "There's okay, this is too good. <laughs> but I also believe that that's how he really is. He's like, nope, you're not going oh, yeah. to shake me down for this. <laughs> yeah. And she even says, like, she's like, I was going to try to shake you down, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Sorry, daddy. But, yeah. <laughs> that was, again, like, uh, we've said this about her before, but uh, fucking weird. Can you just stop referring to every dude you come across as daddy? <laughs> like, just just stop. <laughs> but anyway, I do feel like she still uh, took advantage of Nucky's weakness. Oh, yeah. For women with babies, because we we said it before, he has this weakness for single mothers. Well, no, remember he always tries to help them. You, no, you're right. You're right. Remember, first season she ridicules him for that. Yeah, and yeah. now she here she is in that situation. So she used to ridicule him for it. She didn't understand. Oh, the babies, they're this. Oh, they they give me the heebie-jeebies, and you know all right. of this. Now here she is a complete. It's a 180, I think, right? Because the 360s, you're all the way oh, yeah. around. So it's a 180. Yeah, it's 180. She's done a yeah. 180 on this. Now she's here asking for money in the exact situation that she used to make fun of Margaret for before Margaret was where right. Margaret's at right. now. You know, it's a very yeah. humbling experience of her, but it also shows of why we fucking hate her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Because that's what she's there for. So she's there. She's asking for money. And Michael Shannon comes in. And Nucky basically attempts to blackmail him, if I could say that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially. I'm sorry. No, excuse me. Um, essentially telling him that, you know, he can give him anything that's being talked about. And in return, all of his debts disappear. Right. Well, his only real debt, though, is 
to, to Lucy, right? Like, he yeah. doesn't have any yeah. other debt, I mean, uh, financially speaking. He doesn't have any other debt to anybody else other than Lucy. And I do, I like seeing that Nucky in his conversation, because this is the most we've seen them have a quote-unquote civilized conversation. Even though there's still right. blackmail going on and there's still all of this, I believe that it's, I believe that Nucky's somewhat sincere in what he's telling him. You know, he's like, hey, he's like, Congratulations, you're a father. Like I, I think I think yeah. he's using that as a tactic to blackmail him. But I also think that in 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 real life, like in in Nucky's head, he's also at the same time. Hey, no, for real. Congratulations, you're you're a father now. Because we've yeah. you know we have, we have all known Nucky has a weakness, as you just said, for kids. He has a weakness for single right. mothers. He has a weakness for kids and all of that. So. I think when he is congratulating Michael Shannon, he is being sincere in that. And yeah, Michael Shannon is just not having it, if I can say that. Like, he's taking it in, he is contemplating it, but I think at the same time, he's also feeling insulted that have I come to this level? And especially once he finds out that Nucky gave her money already. Right. It's like a huge, like, you already gave her money? Hold on. So. That was how right. I I liked their whole conversation. I thought it was good. I that was like in all honesty of this whole episode, that was my second favorite scene. Like them talking was my se- the the fir- my my favorite scene is the one we're gonna get into in a little bit. But that was right. this was honestly my second favorite scene was them talking. They're back and forth. Michael Shannon and Steve Buscemi are both such great actors that watching them have this conversation was phenomenal because they weren't just being. You know, Agent Nelson and Nucky Thompson. It was they were. I don't know. They were showing more to just the characters than just what we're used to. It was. If, if that makes any sense. It was. No, absolutely, it does. And um, I, w- I was gonna kind of bring that up. Um, the way that uh, Steve Buscemi kind of played this scene was <laughs> was really funny and really. Uh, kind of layered like you said like he showed a lot of sincerity in congratulating michael shannon but even before and after and kind of during that part you could see like his demeanor changed because throughout this season so far he's been really like concerned something's been weighing on his shoulders and you could see that in his acting in this scene he is like kind of giddy that he finally has some kind of leverage on somebody yeah. <laughs> to to play on because I mean that's what he does. That's I mean he that's how he operates. Nucky Thompson, you know, finds leverage and he even says is talking to Michael Shannon. I'm not here to try to you know uh, blackmail you per se. I want to help you and because this is this is him in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Like he's doing exactly what Nucky does and. Yeah. He's, He's giddy about it. Like he finally gets to get back to this kind this of. This is season uh, one, Nucky. That's what this is. This is season one, exactly, Nucky. <laughs> exactly. So I, I really love the way Steve Buscemi played the part. I mean, it was it it, it was very convincing and uh, really fun to kind of see how well he can make these subtle changes in his character uh, on screen. It's 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 really crazy. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree one hundred percent on that. Uh, the the rest of Shannon's story is all I honestly have in my notes, and 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 uh, correct me if I'm wrong on it. Uh, oh no no no, I'm sorry. No yet. Yeah, uh, Shannon goes back to his uh, the apartment and finds out that mm-hmm. Nucky, uh, uh, Lucy's gone. 
Lucy's gone, right. and um, right. he doesn't know where she's at. Um, left the a dirty diaper on the um, the radio, which was right. a nice little scene of irony. There's also the script for the uh, yeah. The 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 yeah. maid, oh, a dangerous maid, uh, the right. one that you know he was uh, kind of ridiculing her for a couple episodes back. Yeah, I thought that was neat that they added that back into it. You know, it's kind of like you would. In all honesty, did you even remember that play after like uh, watching this episode? Have you even been thinking about that play? No, no. But not the at fact all. that she even brings no. it up and the show goes back, and it's not that far, but it's far enough where it's like, oh, cool, like. You know, like she's still holding on to that anger that you did this to me, you know, and that makes that character very realistic, which is cool. Um, I I, I really like that. I I, that's something I like about this show. You know, they're bringing they're making these characters real. And uh, I mean, and speaking of that, I mean, uh, because when he does come home, there is somebody there in the apartment. Uh, You know, he's not alone. And he's walking slowly back, uh, and he hears somebody singing. You kind of get a slight silhouette of somebody in in the room uh, with short cropped hair. And I don't know about you, but I was watching this. I was like, oh, shit, his wife. Oh, no, I did. Yeah. Came back I thought it was his wife. And he's holding the baby. And even Michael Shannon, I mean, I think that's what they were going for, because even Michael Shannon, he's, he's like starting to actually smile um, yeah. <laughs> while he's walking down the hall going towards there. Um Turns out it's just the the upstairs neighbor or something <laughs> that uh, Lucy asked to, to hold the baby and watch the baby while while she's out getting formula. Yeah. Um, basically, today's version of a uh, you know dad went to go get smokes <laughs> thirty years ago, never came back. <laughs> Mom went to go get formula and never came back. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and um, you know that that was a little crushing, and I, I think you kind of got that from Michael Shannon's expression as well. It was kind of a crushing blow. He he started to have a little bit of hope that his wife was uh, on board now, but yeah, that that did not happen. So again, it's it's a more of that character development, adding depth to the characters. He he is an emotional person, even though he tries to put on this gruff, hard shell exterior. Um, he still has feelings for his wife and you know i'm i'm hoping more comes from that more more development um but i don't know i guess we'll see i mean there's Hopefully still she comes back uh, five epi- five episodes left this or four oh shit there's still four episodes left this season so yeah uh, there's still yeah. a lot going on um we'll see what happens with him and his wife i i i i do remember some so i'm excited that's all I'm going to say. I'm just, nice. I'm excited. All so, right. uh, from there, we're seeing. <laughs> I, I honestly, all I have in my notes on this is Michael Shannon confesses to uh, the new attorney general. Yeah. Because that's really all it is. <laughs> yeah. He goes and he yeah. confesses to her. But at the same time, I think she now respects him because she's like, okay, he, she didn't care that he had an affair. She didn't give right. a shit about that. Right. Let's be real. She could care less where he's putting his dick. She could care yeah. less that he's having a child at a wedlock. She does not right. care about that at all. But the fact that he thinks it's such a big deal and he's confessing it to her, I feel that right. he is building her loyalty by doing that. Because right. she's now like, okay, he's obviously a very religious man and she's picked up on that, you know, it's not ha- it's not hard to pick up. I could I could sit right. in a room with him for one second and figure that out. But 
<laughs> I think that she's now figuring out, okay, he's trusting me this much. And not only is he trusting her, he gives her a fat stack on Nucky. Which I, I that kind of caught me off guard. I thought that he was continuing with his, uh, uh, I guess, corrupt, corrupt choices. Why? I thought he was getting her trust so that he could, you know, get close to the investigation and start feeding Nucky information because that's kind of what he asked for when he was, uh, quote, blackmailing him. Was I think um, that once that know, I think that once Lucy left that dirty diaper, he realized I don't have to pay her anymore. This child is mine. Right. I I I am no longer going to be corrupted. And I'm I'm using this as quotations, air quotes on a podcast. Lucy was what was holding him down. Now that right, he's 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 viewing her as no longer in the picture because she left that dirty diaper. She's gone. Right? She's hit right. the hit the skies. Whatever. She's on Broadway. Who knows what? Yeah. Um, he now views it as that was my old past. This is I've confessed my sins. I'm starting anew. I want to make a life for me and my daughter. Right. So that's right. how I t- that's how I took it. You know. Um, and this is the best way to do it is I don't want to be corrupted. I want to do this the right way. Right. So that was how I took it. I mean, if you took it different, let me know. Like, that's how I took no, it. No, I mean, that's, uh, I, afterwards, that's, you know, I, I started figuring, okay, yes, this is, he's doing this because now he has his daughter. Um, he, he wants to do things right now, but also, I thought Nucky maybe got in his head because he started talking about, oh, well, you know, supporting another life. It's very expensive. I could help you with that. Like, don't worry about it. Just give me the information that I want and I will make sure that you and your your daughter and I guess Lucy are taken care of. So I, I see where I understand why I thought he was going to continue with that and kind of. Uh, gain trust just so he could start getting information for Nucky because he wants to, you know, make a living. But afterwards I was like, okay, yeah, because I mean, he is a, he's a federal agent. He's the, the top, um, uh, what is it called? Um, he's the, uh, highest ranking. What is it? He says the highest ranking federal law enforcement official or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a probie. This is a high ranking, high paying, I would assume, position for the time. For the time, yes, 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 yes. Um, and so he has the chance to get get clean again, um, if I may quote Third Eye Blind, and <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and he takes a chance. And like I said, it, it just kind of caught me off guard, considering how. In the last season, he's been very willing to go the sketchy route. Okay, so this is the this is know, the like Michael said, Shannon we first loved on this show, right? Right, exactly. that's who it is. Yeah, this is this is the Crusader now. Exactly. Yes, and he's and he's back, uh, and so he gives her the fat file of all of the corruption and murder and everything, um, you know that he was tracking. But and he even says to her uh, when she asks him, like, "Why have you been sitting on this?" I was like, "Well, my superior told me to focus only on." 
the bootlegging right on the alcohol so he's had all of this information and we knew that he's he was trying to get as close to nucky as he yeah. could but uh his uh I, I don't remember his uh his supervisor's title the one deputy that i think it's a, a deputy while. director if i remember right yeah there you go so deputy director told him in that episode like you know no you you just need to focus on getting the alcohol yeah get it, get the liquor that's it so now uh i guess all of his research is is, is going to go into play here which Sucks for nothing. Because <laughs> yeah. now you you have the angry Michael Shannon on your tail. So yeah, and a competent yeah. attorney general. I mean, exactly. I can't wait. Oh, and here I thought like he was uh, Nucky was finally starting to to figure out a way of worming his way out of this situation. Right? But I I just I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how he's going to get out of this now. Cause well, and I'm going to ask you. It seems like they have an airtight case against him right now. Well, that's going to be some <laughs> stuff I'm going to ask you at the end. I'm uh, I'm curious okay. about. So uh, we, that's the end. Of, we we can agree that's the end of Michael Shannon's. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And yeah. so, just real quick, we're just going to touch on a little uh, extra stuff. Um, Nucky. There's we're gonna because I think most of Nucky's story is gonna go under Jimmy, so we'll get into that. The biggest thing on right. Nucky is we're finding out, you know, that and we've already mentioned it is that he finds out there's a new prosecutor and he's pissed, and his attorney is essentially like, "Hey, I did what I had to do. I didn't see this coming, you know, you know, like." Right. I, his attorney's actually being a really good attorney. His attorney's right. telling him, like, you know, there's nothing we could have done. It was a good plan. You admit it was a good plan. We got fucked. Right. And then that's all it is. Right. Now, why Senator Edge is going after, I mean, we all know why he's going after him. It's a vendetta, right. you know. But it's, his attorney's making a good point is we had a chance. We'll see what happens. So, yeah. That's honestly all I have for Nucky out on the extras. Is there anything else in other than what's going to happen with Jimmy and stuff like that that you can think of? Um, no, not really. Um, that uh, once again, and with the structure, that last part is going to tie together like three different storylines. I feel like it is. So. No, it is. hundred, and we're gonna we will definitely focus on that. Right. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much about uh, that's it about Nucky. I, I did like uh, the intro to the to the episode where um, the boxer. What is his name? Oh, uh, oh, shit. I even wrote it down that he. Oh, my God. I cannot think of his name. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the the the, the pretty boy boxer. Uh, that's how the show opens. Is with him, uh, you know, doing his press pool shit. He's he's in the ring, you know, showing off his skills and uh, giving the press uh-huh. a good show. And um, uh, he, I mean, this dude is a talker. Like he he's just up there, absolutely glad handling all these questions and everything like that uh, about his opponent. They even bring in um, the uh, the little person. Oh yeah, <laughs> who's been in the show a good couple. Yeah, from of the times first season. Now. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, you know, the the, uh, the midget boxing, I think, is what they call it. Yeah, uh, in the show, um, he comes back and he's like a fr- he's painted up like a Frenchman with a curly mustache, <laughs> and, and he's they do a whole show. It's it's the craziest shit. Um, but I do like that. But they the bring whole, up um, uh-huh. one of the things I like that they bring up on him, and I cannot think of his name, but I did a little bit of research on him. They bring up about mm-hmm. how he was a, he was being accused of being a draft dodger and stuff like that. That's all real right, stuff. That's right. all real. 
Because yeah, okay, you remember right. how Muhammad Ali uh, was accused of draft dodging because he yes. refused to fight yeah, during Vietnam. Right. Same thing with him. Same thing. He was accused of being draft dodging. Um, I thought that was that's what I like about this show is when they take real yeah. history and they actually apply it and they they throw right. it on you like this. Like you feel like, oh, I didn't know this. This is kind of cool. Exactly. So. Yeah, and so they, you know, they asked him about that. He's like, "No, nah, I ain't draft dodger." And he, he, like I said, he's great at glad handling the press. He's um, a he's an athletic he, form of Nucky, is what he is. Exactly, exactly. And you know, after he's done in the ring, they're uh, giving a show. He meets up with Nucky, and even Nucky says, "Like he asked him, like, so how'd I do?" He's like, "Well, if uh, you ever, you know, lose out with the boxing, you got a good career on vaudeville." Yeah, because like, he's just <laughs> such a good talker. Um, but anyway, I I, I really like the scene because we've said it before over and over again they really inject a lot of uh, cultural yes. references to bring us back to the time period and nucky's asking him to do him a favor of doing a, a radio spot uh because they're they're sending out they're going to be broadcasting the right. fight on the wireless on the wireless <laughs> two, was it two cents or 25 cents a, a, a listen it was two it's two dollars oh i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah, two dollars a listen so basically they're setting up the first paper well paper listen <laughs> event uh the first pay-per-view boxing event um oh, God, so sorry. they're you know having him do a uh do a spot to promote this paper listen event because yeah, oh yeah that was um, it, it was the uh, the his um, oh my god his uh, 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 manager was excited because his manager was getting yeah, doc, he was getting yeah. two cents per listen that was what it was yeah, yeah he's getting ten percent so he's getting two cents per listen off the two dollars cover <laughs> for uh, for buying into the the wireless radio <laughs> broadcast of the fight and I I thought that was hilarious cause, and I, I said exactly that to to my wife when we were watching this I was like holy, holy shit this is like the first pay per view yeah. event. That they're setting up right now. <laughs> I should have looked that up to see if this was real. I actually should have done that. I'm sorry I didn't. Um, I'm actually really curious. <laughs> I'll bring it up <laughs> next week. I'll bring it up. I'm going to actually write a note on right, it. Cool. I'm actually really curious about that fight. So um, I'm writing it in my notes right now. Pay-per-view. Because I'm actually kind of curious if this is real. Um, that's all on Nucky, right? <laughs> Other yeah, than I the end. So. Other than the end. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, during that little that little clip, you know, at the end, a reporter actually stops him and starts asking Nucky oh. about, you know, what did you guys talk about with the prosecutor and and the AG um, at the at the golf club? And uh, Nucky very smoothly deflects and uh, has the boxer kind of glad hand. Yeah, he says like something well, like fight so. him or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like show him that left hook he got, and you know, very smoothly gets rid of the reporter. But uh, other than that, yeah, that's um, that's all I can think about for Nucky. Okay, so we're gonna get into Jimmy's story, which is my personal favorite story of this episode. I like Margaret's. Yeah. Margaret's is the most important. Don't get me wrong. Margaret's right. is the most important. I like Jimmy's the most because I yes. feel that Jimmy's is short, sweet, and to the point on everything that's exactly. in it. Exactly. Yep. Um, Jimmy is meeting with all of the the, the the high ups for him. For him. Not the high, high yeah. ups, high ups, but for him, the high ups. We have Al Capone. We have uh, Meyer Lansky. Uh, we have Lucky Luciano, Eli, and they're all meeting 
to discuss what is about to happen. Their basic right. thing it's it's the replacement. That's that's exactly basically. what it is. They're they're there <laughs> to replace the old timers. Jimmy is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my god! I'm just thinking of that movie now. He's throwing passes underwater. I know awesome. it really is actually. <laughs> um, and um, but that's what they, that's essentially what they are. They are they're there to replace the old timers. And right, we. They're meeting. They're we find uh, Eli comes in a little bit late or whatever. That doesn't add much to right. it, but. We find out that they're figuring out how they're going to take care of Nucky. They're not for sure what's going to happen. Now, yeah. the person to suggest to killing Nucky is who? Eli. Yes. How cold-blooded is that? That's the thing, though. And we kind of discussed this when Eli had his explosive moment uh, when he when he murdered uh, Chubbs, the, the alderman. Yeah. Um, that... I think he's just snapped. I, I think he's just mentally checked out and is is just about regaining power now. Okay. He has nothing else to lose at this point. So he is uh, he is about getting to the top no matter who he's backing. So he's finally just uh, But he won't kill but he him. won't kill Nucky. He himself he can't won't do, do it. it. He won't do it. And and Richard Richard asks him point blank, like, you would kill your brother. And he even says, like, no, no, I wouldn't kill him. But somebody else would. Like he's he's totally fine with finding somebody else to murder his brother. Which he makes him no a coward. I'm sorry. That. that makes him a coward. That makes yes. Eli a coward. Yeah. If you're that yeah. desperate for this power, you should be willing to take your brother's life. Whether you would think it's a good thing or a bad thing. Exactly. What, any of that, you're a coward. You're yep. ultimately still Nucky still wins, right? Yep. I mean that's that's how I view it. So this whole conversation is good because, like what you said, we have uh, Richard telling him like you would kill your own brother, and and Richard even says in a kind of a manner like, really, you would kill your own brother? Yeah, like you would kill your own brother, and he's like, no, <laughs> I won't, but somebody else will, and then when. Even right. Jimmy says, "Well, what uh, y'all are talking about this? What happens if we go after Lansky or, or not? Uh, sorry, not Lansky, Rothstein." And Lansky says, right. "Come into my house and we'll talk about it." Right, right? which kind of goes to show you, like Lansky is maybe Lansky's legit. You know, he's put some thought into no, it. No, Lansky is legit, and Lansky is also at the same time though. We're not at, but he's also very direct. We're not at my house. You you exactly. wanted to start this. You start it, right? Because right? at this point, and I don't know if this isn't a spoiler alert or anything like that, because I feel that it shows in this episode. Jimmy has bitten off too much. He's not ready. Right. He is not ready for this life. Well, and I I don't even think it's that he's not well. No, now that you mentioned that, because uh, before in the last episode also we talked about um, him not being able to, uh, quote, put the squeeze yes. on people. So he's already got some weakness there. He's obviously got this weakness for Nucky, who is his direct competition. And it, his and dad. I mean, his dad work, in a way, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, right? But in this line of work... You can't really have those kind of feelings for somebody. You can't have that weakness. No. 
and you can see that it's still weighing on him. And you're right; it's it. I mean, this is obviously going to be a point of contention for him. He he can't he can't reconcile being the big boss and offing his father figure. It it just he hasn't put that together yet. Um, so I feel like that's obviously going to be a problem later on. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if uh, if he can make it happen. If he can make those two things happen, I don't know. At the same time, I, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal to him, and, and 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 we see, and that's what I love about his his story in this episode because then um, he's talking to his mom, who is getting ready to go out, but he's telling her like, you know, a man's gonna get off a train. He's going to come and he's going to shoot Nucky and he's going to kill him and he's going to put a bullet right there and he points to his head. Right. And her whole response is essentially, well, if that's what happens, you know, like she doesn't care. Right. Right. And then then she even makes a little remark like your friends are colorful. They're ambitious. Like (laughs) (laughs) really like these. Yes, they are ambitious. You are correct. A hundred percent. But is this really like who you want your son? Like this is what you had envisioned for your son, you know? Like uh, again, she is she is in it for the power, and that's that's it. it. That's all. Well, she's she even in it says for. at one point, "The geisha retires." Remember, if you heard what right. she said right. uh, when she comes in, the gentleman talk, "The geisha retires." You know, and in like um, in J- Japan with geishas, that's what they were. They were there. They they're the ones that they heard all the knowledge and then they spread it. So right. that's exactly what she's saying, is that she's there to collect the the knowledge of what's going on, and that's it. There's nothing else. And 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 go ahead. Uh, can can I just say with that scene uh, once again? It's just it's just weird. It's, <laughs> it's super just weird. It's just, just fucking weird. weird. No, but Mary, she's and, in. I'm not in good light. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she even tells him because she she's getting dressed. She's getting ready to go see some friends. Uh, yeah, uh, again, friends. Air quotes. Friends. Some friends. Um, uh, she's getting ready to go see some friends, and she's in her uh, what underoos? I don't know what the fuck you call but the underwear of the day. It's it's you know pretty pretty well concealing, but still, she's like, you need to close your eyes, keep your eyes closed, like. Bitch, you were naked around this dude like almost fifty percent of his yeah. life. Like now you're concerned about him. Well, he, that's why he even in, says, "I've seen you in worse light." Like, yeah, it's weird. So it's just weird. Like, what? Bitch, you're weird. <laughs> you're you're just weird. I don't get it. I do not get it. Like, it's it. You want to think that it's like this weird sexual thing, but then. This episode comes around and it's like, okay, it's the exact opposite of sexual. Like, yeah, I don't get it. She does, though. She does try to kiss him and he kind of like just he kind of pulls back a little bit. He moves his face away from her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She tries to give him a kiss. So I think I think Jimmy's finally been like he's he's tired. He is tired of that weirdness and just like you're my mom and. But you're also the person that's telling me or trying to advise right. me anyway on what to do. Like, we got to cut that shit out. <laughs> I, if you're going to be my advisor, just just get the fuck off me and advise me. And that's it. We're, we're done with that weird shit. I feel I agree 100 percent. And in a way, I feel bad for Jimmy 
Because, as I said two episodes ago, I feel... One, he's not meant for this. This He's not meant right. for this power struggle. And I don't think he truly wants it. I think that he's yeah, trying yeah. to please everybody around him. Yes. And I think this episode, more than anything, holds to it. Because yeah. I say that to an extent because of what I'm about to say it after this will completely destroy what I'm saying right now. But <laughs> I feel that he's not exactly ready. I feel that, and I don't know if he'll ever be ready when you're watching this, you know, I just feel that he's, I'm trying to think of the word. He's, this just isn't the life. I think he's putting up a front for, for everyone else. Okay. He's he's internally he's not ready, but like That's said, it. I know what, is, I know yes, what you're gonna yes. say, I know I I know I said like this is gonna totally destroy what I'm saying right now because I know what's gonna happen I know what you're gonna say, um, but I think internally he's just not really ready for it or that he's just not comfortable with the means he's using to get what he wants. I feel like that is maybe more of it. He wanted to do this like the quote right way, you know, by Nucky. And we saw that in the first season. He he wanted to be more too Nucky. Yes. He wanted to be more involved, everything like that. But he didn't want to, you know, go this back route that he's that he's gone to now. Um, so I think that's what really caught him off guard. Not that he can't handle this kind of situation because we've we've talked about it before. The dude's seen crazy shit. He's done. Oh, crazy absolutely. Shit. So he can totally handle this kind of situation. I just don't think he appreciates the way that this has come about so far. Right. And I don't think he appreciates the way it's going and how it will go. Right. But he's putting on the front for everyone else because that's what you do. And they even bring it up. Like, you can't show them weakness. I think uh, his mom uh, says uh, that at some uh, point. Like, you, you can't show yourself to being indecisive. That's what right. it is. You can't exactly. show yourself of being indecisive. And that's right. what I think gets him the most. Is He's like, I can't. I, I made a decision to have Ducky killed. I have to stand right. to it. Whether he likes right. it or not. Because he doesn't like it. that This does yeah. not leave a clean taste in his mouth. He wants to take care right. of Nucky legally. Le- le- legally. Exactly. Yeah, air exactly. quotes there. He wants to take care. Because that's the thing. Nucky didn't have the uh, Commodore killed off or anything like that. Nucky right. had the Commodore. Hey, man, you, f- you fucked up. It is what it is. You went to jail for your right. little time. And that's what I think Jimmy thinks should happen to Nucky. You know, right. like, hey, your time's done. It is what it is. You know, leave it be. So, right. uh, before we get into the scene, uh, the end with them, is anything else? Um, I think. Oh, um, during their meeting, uh, with all the uh, the replacements, yes. I, I I did. There was a couple of uh little, I guess, uh, foreshadowing clips between him and al capone which honestly this season al's been in the background he has like we have not seen a whole lot from al um but they kind of make some hints to him uh like we were talking about with uh lansky and uh lucky uh concerning rostein uh they kind of made some hints to um al and gran torino 
about uh-huh. you know their relationship and it kind of seems like al capone has a lot more loyalty to Gran Torino than any of the other guys have to their, you know, respective uh, bosses yes. that they all answer to. A hundred percent. I agree. So 100%. I feel like, uh, so I feel like that's going to come back also that, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some conflict there between the replacements and Al Capone's uh, loyalty to Gran Torino. Um because, you know, just like with Nucky, eventually, if they want to, you know, take everything uh, and and be the bosses of all these areas, they're going to have to, you know, figure something right. out between between Gran Torino and taking over his uh, territory. So um, something's going to happen there, obviously. And I feel like that might be a rift between Al Capone and uh, the replacements group there that they okay. have. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you at the end. I'm going to ask a question at the end. Um, I like okay. what you're saying. I like it. No, I I do. No, that's uh, uh, yeah. Um, I and I agree because he says that he's Lansky isn't opposed to killing Rossine, which is weird. I don't think yeah. he wants Rossine yeah. to die, but he's also if it is what it is. If it happens, it happens, right? Whereas Lansky is about like Lansky's about make Lansky. money off of it. Let's do this. That's yeah. what I've I, I've said that from the beginning. Lansky yeah. is about Lansky, and that's it. And yeah. it's the same thing. Rothstein is about Rothstein, and that's it. And that's half the fight. And that's what Jimmy brings up. Hey, Grant Torino's bringing in this amount of alcohol. How right. much are you making? Oh, he lets you be in charge of the distillery. Okay, right. what you're getting ten percent? You know, like it's it's pin, it, it's pennies compared to what the high higher ups are making. You know, right? So, and I think they're trying to plant that into Capone's mind. Like, dude, you're you're getting screwed. Start start maybe thinking about getting away from it, but uh, for whatever reason, he is he's totally loyal. It seems yeah. like no, he is. I, I, I guess it's a good thing in a way. So, right. I guess we'll find out how that affects the uh, dynamic there. Absolutely. In later episodes. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think. Oh, <laughs> we we didn't mention that during that meeting with the replacements, there was one character that was there that oh. you know is obviously <laughs> obviously everywhere. <laughs> like, why the fu- he's fucking everywhere, but here's the thing. man. Doyle makes some really good points when he's in there. Like I yeah. said, Doyle is Doyle. Doyle only cares about yeah. Doyle. Yeah. I love Doyle for a reason. Okay. <laughs> he's there. He's making very good points. There's certain times when Doyle speaks that he's an idiot. And there's other times yeah. when he's speaking where you're like, oh, shit, he knows something. Yeah. And this was one of those times where he's talking when Doyle's talking and you listen to him. You're like, "Ooh, Doyle knows something. Right. Because he talks. <laughs> about, he's like, oh, you're talking about the alcohol they bring in from Canada. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's like he sounds like an idiot. He's talking about it. But then all of a sudden Capone's like, how the fuck does this guy know about this? You know, yeah. like Doyle knows what's going on. He's not. He's not an idiot. He plays an idiot. And I, I, that's why I guess you know when when Jimmy said like, if you were smarter, you'd be dangerous. Yes, yeah. like <laughs> exactly. He totally would be. Oh, God, I love Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> he's just that background character that's everywhere and knows everything. Oh, 
He's just he's just a little too stupid to put it I'm all together give you sp- and make it worth his own while. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Doyle's a very big character in the next episode. Oh shit. Nice. <laughs> and you're gonna find out and when, when what happens happens, you're gonna I I guarantee you, you're gonna text me and you're gonna be like, Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Oh fuck. Okay. No, it's uh. it's <laughs> just what just wait just wait it's good oh shit i'm excited <laughs> now <laughs> it's and of course that's if i remember everything correctly maybe it's like three episodes from now but if i remember right <laughs> i think it's next episode doyle's like yeah it's it's good so um so from there we're gonna go into the the uh, it's not the final scene but it's uh the big finale of the episode where right. They're at this. Um, I honestly can't even remember exactly what it is. Oh, it's. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the um, the heavyweight uh, speech. He's giving his talk. The fight. The boxer. Yeah, they're at the supper yeah. club. And, the supper uh, club for the promotion. And they're given a promotion. Nucky's there without his bodyguard, Daredevil. Right. Which I mean, he he was trying to contact right. him like all day, and that's what I was saying earlier. This is going to create a fucking. Well, and this is where it's all connecting. Nucky was looking. This for is you, where man. all three storylines are connecting because yeah. Daredevil is off banging Margaret or yeah. murdering somebody. Yeah. Oh, oh we yeah. haven't even gotten yeah, exactly, into that. Yeah, exactly. We haven't. Let's talk about that real quick because it's a short scene. So Daredevil. Is at the bar uh, with an Irish trader. Somebody walks in with an huh? Irish trader. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so somebody walks into the bar, and um, Daredevil walks up to the guy, and he's like, "Oh, I I know you, you know, from the old country." And they start kind of going back and forth about their history back in the back in Ireland, and how he knows. Oh, I know your cousins, or whatever the fuck. And um, decides that, well, you know, just for my sake, let me buy you another round. Uh, let me buy you a shot of whiskey. And the guy says, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And uh, let me go. Let me go piss first. Um, which I don't know if uh, there was a whole lot of references there. I, I'm assuming to the Civil War in Ireland. Yeah. I, I don't speak super heavy Irish accent. So I'm going to break it down to you. The, <laughs> so the, the research I did into this I is essentially understand. this. That guy betrayed the cause for Daredevil. There you go. That's okay. it. That's okay. it. Okay. So and that and so we find out like he's been chasing this dude for like five years. Like this is the reason he came to America was to find this motherfucker and murder him. And this is, that's exactly what I do now. <laughs> I I kind of assumed that's what was going to happen from like the beginning of the scene when he starts walking up right. to the dude to talk to him. But then the dude goes to take a piss and Daredevil picks up a spoon and I was like, is this dude going to murder this fool with a spoon? <laughs> Spoon right now, <laughs> like I was like, "What is happening? This is going to be so brutal." Turns out, there's this cool trick you can use with a spoon to lock. A I didn't door get so that. I was like, "Wait, in. what?" Okay, whatever. I just, I just let but it go. I, I gotta learn how to do that shit just so I can one day, like, just to be fucking. I don't know. Weird. Lock somebody <laughs> in a bathroom with myself. That sounds suspicious, but okay. <laughs> with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he locks the door with the spoon, and yeah, he goes and murders this fool, um, and you know calls him a traitor, spits on him, and fucking walks out. Now the fight scene and, was um, cool because you hear people walking above them, 
Yes. I yeah. was like, this is kind of cool because you're separating from this fight. Like you can, yeah, you, they're, they're fighting. They're, they're not making that much sound, but right. Well, I mean, yeah, he's choking him out with like a piano. Right. Is, is how he decides to kill him. So he, he's trying to be as quiet as possible. But even the other guy, the other guy's not making sounds. He's just, right. they're fighting. And the guy's like, there's like somebody like trying to get into the door and, then you hear people walking above. It's a very cool scene. I I, I like it. Yeah. I really like that scene because I'm like, this is a fight scene that it's not the most bloody. It's not the most like action packed. It's just it's a surreal kind it's of moment. Very real. Yes. Yeah. It is very real. And I and that's what I like. I liked about it. So yeah. Um. So we find out that that's why. Uh, that's Daredevil why he is hasn't not been there. Nucky. Right. Right. So he's not guarding Ducky because he's off taking care of Irish business. Right. And so uh, Nucky's having to, he gets driven to the supper club by uh, Eddie. And right. while he's there, they're doing a speech, and uh, Jimmy approaches him with his, and Nucky gets very scared. Now, did you think that Jimmy was yeah. about to do something when you very first saw Jimmy approaching him? I thought he was going to tip him off. Okay. I thought he was there to tell Nucky, like, dude, somebody's coming for you right now. Because, you know, like we said earlier, he's been having this internal struggle with actually, you know, calling for Nucky's death. Um, we've said it over and over the season. This is his father figure. He was really worried. He did not want to make the call to actually have somebody come and kill Nucky. So I thought when he first walked up that he was going to tell Nucky, like, look, dude. You need to get out of Dodge right now. Okay. That's not what happened. No. <laughs> he approaches. Uh, did you hear what he, uh, Jimmy said? I actually wrote it down because I really like I, I, I really like the quote. I, I, go ahead and read it because I'll, I'll okay. fuck it up. It's, it doesn't make a difference if you're right or wrong. Yes. It, it's you are the one that makes a decision. Yeah. And I really like that it because it, that's the whole purpose of this entire episode is right. it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You have to make a decision. And Jimmy yeah. made a decision. Eli made a decision. Ducky made a decision. Margaret yep. made a decision. Yep. Daredevil made a decision. Michael Shannon made yep. a decision. Every single person made a decision. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. They made a decision to follow through with a certain right. thing. And this is a culmination of all of those events. Right. Nice. And that's what I love is he says that to him and he just walks away. And you can yeah. see Nucky's like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in his head, he's telling Nucky because you have to think about it from Jimmy's perspective. Jimmy's telling him, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I made a decision though, right? And that decision is right. what is about right. to fucking happen. Yeah. And so this guy comes out of nowhere and fucking blows a hole in Nucky's hand. I just I couldn't believe it. Could I was going to ask? It. Did you think that Nucky got hit more severely? I thought it hit him in the head. Okay. Because I mean, it blew through his hand. He puts his hand up in front of his face. Right. And it hits his hand. I thought it blew right through his hand and hit him in the face or something. But uh, I don't know. Apparently, it only just destroyed his hand. Yeah. Uh, that's, I don't know. So, 
Nucky gets hit in the hand. Uh, we also find out from this, though, a probie agent has been stalking yep. Nucky, and that probie yep. agent slaughters this a hitman. Yeah, so, it's one of uh, it's one of the new AG's uh, lackeys. Yes. Actually, is who? I'm oh, sorry. Was. Yeah, yeah, not probie. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. So it, and so yeah, she's been tailing him. I guess this dude has been on him and, and saves Nucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no you can't kill him i need to prosecute him <laughs> <laughs> and that's i mean that's the big event to me is that that happens is because jimmy now has this is i'm trying to think how to word this i i think the the big takeaway was that he didn't get killed right no because when when you hear he's alive jimmy goes fuck like that's yeah. essentially what he says. I mean, He's Jimmy, just like, oh, Jimmy shit. made it known to him, like with what he told him and with what happened after directly. Oh yeah, after he's that, he's one hundred percent telling him. Nucky I'm, I'm now involved. knows. I'm involved at least. Yeah, Nucky knows exactly who set the shit up, and now Jimmy's on his radar. And yeah, I mean, fucking Jimmy just gave himself up completely yeah. <laughs> to Nucky. No, I agree. Yeah, and that was the big one. For, uh, is Everything is now changed because this is no longer yeah. a, I'm trying to take power. It's, hey, I'm trying to take power by wiping you out, by knocking you off. Right. And now right. that's a whole new that's a whole new ball game for everybody involved. So I, I'm not 100 percent sure how that shit's going to pan out, because, I mean, I, I think throughout the season, we've all kind of been hoping that Jimmy and Nucky would reconcile and maybe, you know, share a, a, a Nucky would give Jimmy a bit more stake in the operation and things would go on as planned. Right. This just shook some shit up like hardcore. Well, and then that that leads me now to ask you, okay, so we're basically done with the episode, right? So right. now my thing to ask you is what do you see cuz remember I asked you about two episodes ago what you saw happening throughout the this season what do you now see right. happening i'm curious about your predictions about how this season is now going to end man i i don't know there's so i i think i said this last time like there's so many things happening there's so many wheels turning um i think Honestly, I, between Nucky and Jimmy, I think a lot of their storyline is going to kind of come to a head with Eli. Okay. I think Eli is, um, uh, he's a little too involved in killing people right now. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, uh, I think that's going to be a big, big thing, uh, is those three. There's going to be something crazy happening between them. Okay. Um, I think that um what else? I think Murdoch just really fucks some shit up with uh between Margaret and, and Nucky. Uh that's gonna be a point of contention now, especially like we said, he wasn't there to protect Nucky and Nucky almost got murdered right. because of it. Um he just banged his his quote wife. So that's gonna be some more hatred towards him. Um Agent Michael Shannon is going to the to the good side, which is just not good for Nucky <laughs> at all. No, <laughs> I don't. I, like I said earlier, I have no clue how he's going to worm his way out of this situation now. Uh, but apart from murdering somebody else okay. to 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 get his way, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. Legally, he's 
he doesn't have a leg to stand on right <laughs> from what i can see um so yeah i don't know uh, th- there's so many moving parts <laughs> that it, it's hard to uh it's hard to predict no that's what i like asking you like i'm really like i'm curious because i know edge. how it is and i'm like Okay, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm curious to see where you're at on this, and the, I know the fans of the podcast are curious, like because you know yeah. when we watched it the first time, we're like, oh man, I wonder what's gonna happen here. I wonder what the, this is gonna do, right. and yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and and uh, in, in in true fashion, I'm sure that the uh, the writers are gonna be able to tie all of this shit together, and there's gonna be one giant like climactic unloading uh just to get rid of these blue balls at the end of the uh end of the season at least i'm hoping i'm hoping so because they're they're definitely blue and swollen right now i'm 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 excited to see what's gonna happen no i i i like i said this is my favorite season i I'll, i'll say it every episode this is my favorite season and there's a reason for it it's just and, and so far, you're seeing it. It's not like there's going to be some big surprise at the end that makes it my favorite. You know, it's not going to be right. like, all of a sudden, Nucky's a time traveler and he's Doctor <laughs> Who. You know, it's not like it's that. It's... Damn. <laughs> well, there goes that. Sorry position. to ruin it for you. But no, it's just... <laughs> this season is my favorite for a reason. It's just there's so much going on. It's a very powerful season. There's a lot happening. Yep. First season's good. Don't get me wrong. First it season is, is good. Yeah. This is better than the first season. I'll, I'll, I oh, will yeah. say it Absolutely. and I will swear on yeah. it. This is better than the first season. In all honesty, season three might be better than the first season. Okay? Oh, really? Season three is nice. fucking phenomenal. Okay? Ooh. It's just not as good in, to me as season two. Now, I know people that like season three more. So... Right. It's. I'm not trying to sit there and say, oh, by the way, it's downhill after this season. You know, kind of like, um, and I, I don't want to get into it too much, but like certain uh, certain other shows, you know, you'll watch them and like after like a certain amount of episodes or a certain amount of seasons, you're like, okay, they just need to fucking end this. Like, I'll, I'll okay. Were, were you about to? Were you about to throw somebody else under the bus? I right was, now? but I'm not going to. So <laughs> there's a certain shows out there i'll say for an example on one of them to me is dexter like <laughs> i didn't I want to like victor to you know you're my buddy dexter or something but victor knows it victor knows it whole yeah. victor knows it true so um but it's just it, it is it's dexter was one of those shows that as it went along it's like okay we need to end this and i say that is i'm a walking dead fan and the other thing i want to get into i haven't watched this season of walking dead this this new season, I'm done. I, I've heard from a couple people like they should have ended it with um, that one season with the uh, crazy what, what what the fuck is it? The name? governor, crazy bat spike. Huh? Who the governor? No the the dude with the with the bat. Oh Negan, bashes yeah, that one dude's face in. Yeah, Keegan. Negan, not Keegan. Negan, Negan. Okay, I don't watch the show, so uh, whatever. It, <laughs> but, the Walking Dead should have ended at least. They they yeah, it's. It's the same thing. It's like, why? Why is this still going on? It's just gone downhill. I will say this about Boardwalk Empire. It it, it still stays good. It's it's not like it's this is the the pinnacle because trust me, next season is really good. It's not like it's like this season ends and it's like, well, fuck this show. You know, right. it stays good. So 
I'm excited for you to see what happens. So stay tuned in, folks. Cause oh, yeah, no. Because <laughs> I promise it's good the entire yeah. time. <laughs> so I'm excited for you to keep going because that's why I want to know like where you're at in your head on like about what's going on. with Too many twists, man. <laughs> these, these writers know what they're doing. It's good. <laughs> um, that's all I have for this episode. You get, do you have anything? No, no. I think we covered pretty much everything. It was a, a super crazy episode. A lot of good things happening. A lot of good yes. setting up for uh, future. Oh, that's all I have. Uh, if you're good, I think that's it. We are done. That's all I got, man. Awesome. I feel like we ran over, ran over time a bit. We on this did a one. little bit. A lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, a lot to talk about. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit down this first half, the second half. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you leave everything. It was all gold. <laughs> um, so that's it for this episode. Our next episode that we have going is I have it in my notes. Oh my god. Um. Oh shit. Um, I even wrote this down and I can't even read my fucking handwriting. Um, you said it sounded like a book title does. again. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't remember. Two boats and a lifeguard. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Basically. It's a, book a joke. Title. That's what I feel like <laughs> it is. Two boats walk in and a lifeguard. So, <laughs> uh, next week's episode is, uh, two boats and a lifeguard episode eight. And, um, we'll do a little chin wagging when we get to that episode next week. All right. Y'all enjoy. It sounds good. Run and tell all of the angels This could take all night Think I need a devil to help To get the anger right